For the Athletic Podcast Network, this is The Update. I'm Adam Copeland. On today's show, we'll talk to Vic Tafer, our Raiders beat reporter, about their upcoming game this Sunday against the Kansas City Chiefs. And as you know, the Raiders went into Kansas City, into Arrowhead Stadium, and beat the Chiefs back in Week 5, 40-32. They beat them in a shootout, something that Patrick Mahomes does not often lose. Well, Chiefs had a bye week, and all the Raiders have done is win 3-4, of four, including three in a row since that win over Kansas City. They're now 3-0 and in the AFC West, and right now this division still goes through Kansas City. But with a big game looming against the Chiefs in primetime on Sunday, the Raiders could shift the balance of power in the AFC West with just seven weeks to play. It's Wednesday, November 18th. Great to welcome in now Vic Tafer, covers the Raiders, of course, for the Athletic Raiders, coming off the 37-12 win over Denver. And Vic, I guess my key takeaway after that game is that the Raiders are playing confident on defense when really it was the offense carrying this team. They've realized that you know, they don't have a lot of great pass rushers, so they're trying to generate some pass rush through blitzes. And so that helped the thing Jonathan Abram a lot. So they're trying different things to get some pressure, and that's helped. And they have a bunch of young guys in secondary who are getting more confidence. They were on net. The first-round pick came back and played pretty well. So I think they realize the offense is a top-notch offense. They have to do their part. And, I mean, I've said before, they just don't be terrible. That's not very nice. But if they just make improvements, steady improvements, I think they'll be in good shape and they can be competitive uh, in this playoff race. I think so, too. And I I think what's different about them, too, is and you see this with teams that are younger, like the Cardinals are learning to win. The Chargers have not learned to do that yet. Do you get that impression with the Raiders that they're learning to win ballgames, learning to finish, play four quarters? Yeah, I think so. I think, um, you know, Paul Guthrie got a lot of criticism early in the year, but I think um, every team's had, you know, a lack of the preparation time of the offseason being what it was in the pandemic. But I think they do have young players. I think, like John Green says, they work hard. And I think that's what you want of guys who are trying their best to learn. I think they have made strides. Again, we'll see this weekend as a big test against the Chiefs because that pass rush can disappear at times. And against the Chiefs, that's a, that's, you know, that's a, that's a bad thing. So I think we'll see what happens this weekend if, if they have how much they've improved because – Obviously, Drew Locke is not Patrick Mahomes. I think that in the weather in Cleveland three weeks ago was a big factor. So two of the games, they had some help. So I think them, this week will be a nice test to see just how far the defense has come. You mentioned Paul Gunther, and I saw John Gruden had said, like, I don't envy being a defensive coach. you got to see Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes every week. This week it was just Drew Locke. You think this takes a little bit of the monkey off of Paul Gunther's back? You think he'll get any credit? Or do people just look at this and say, well, it was the Broncos. You should beat Drew Locke like that. Yeah, I think people are so anti-Gunther right now that they're not going to give him a lot of credit, I think, for beating Drew Locke. So I think, obviously, they gave him some the first time. They, they, they were able to confuse Mahomes a little bit in the second half in that first win. So if he does that again, I think he'll get more credit. I think um, one thing that should help him, though, this, this past weekend was that a lot of people blamed Gunther for some of the free agents who've come in and not been productive. They go, oh, this guy's system must stink. These guys are good players elsewhere. They can't do it here. But I think if you look at Corey Littleton, who was out with the COVID, uh, who's had a really bad year for him, and he, had, he got, I think, $22 million guaranteed coming over from the Rams this year. The Raiders gave him that. I think he was out this weekend, and he saw Nick Morrow come in and, and make plays. He made plays, you know, both on blitzes and in coverage. So I think that's a case where, obviously, Gunther System's not totally to blame for Corey Littleton's lack of production. Yeah, and that's what's tough is when you get somebody who's doing your job better than you and makes less money than you, then it forces the team to have to make a decision when Littleton comes back. In talking about what Nick Morrow did last week, and I thought he looked really good, he was aggressive. Do you think they'll be able to come with that same sort of game plan against Patrick Mahomes? Because you're not going to get away with as much against him because of the mobility, what he can do downfield with the young corners, and being aggressive against him, he can move out of the pocket and make plays. 
Morrow's a great athlete. It was, uh, he's gotten a lot bigger. He was, uh, I think, 6'2", 225, or 220 out of college. I think he's about 240, so he's worked to get bigger. Very fast, very instinctive. I think um, John Gruden said a big thing with him is his confidence. I think uh, when you come from a guy from Greenville College, you know, a lot of confidence, and, and you can make plays in the NFL. It takes some time to, to get that. But I think he showed on Sunday he has that now. So we'll see. Again, I mean, Mahomes is a much higher bar than Drew Locke. So we'll see how he can do as far as getting pressure and dropping back in coverage and confusing him at times. I think one of the traits of a, a good team or a playoff team is when you can win with different players. You can slot guys in when somebody gets hurt. You can rotate guys in the backfield in the receiving core. And we've certainly seen them do that in the last couple of weeks with the injuries to the O-line. They've just been able to put in new guys that sort of plug and play next man up, and they've found success with it. I'm very surprised that they were 2-0 with those guys that tackle. I think it's a big drop-off from, obviously, from Colton Miller and Trent Brown. But you got to give Tom Cable credit, the O-line coach, and those guys obviously get credit because – They've done a good job. They've been able to run the ball at will the last couple of weeks and uh, they'll keep the car his jersey clean. So I think um, definitely it's very impressive to me that they've done this with those two guys at tackle. And do we have a status on Colton Miller? He was out with an ankle. John said that both Colton Miller and uh, defensive tackle Maurice Hurst, who've been out with ankle injuries, they both worked out today and he said it looked promising. So I think Colton Miller, I think he could have probably played maybe last week, but I think they saw the, the Chiefs game coming up. I want to make sure he was ready for the Chiefs game because that's a big deal for John Gruden. They're going against Andy Reid, and, and the Chiefs are the kind of where he set this bar, and he wants definitely to show that the first win wasn't a fluke. Yeah, definitely, and Andy Reid has just sort of owned the uh, the Raiders ever since he's become head coach in Kansas City, and 18-3 and off of the bye week for Andy Reid is the record. He's just one of the best at game planning with two weeks. One more here on the backfield, Devontae Booker, another big week, 16 uh, carries for 81 yards, found the end zone again. How much usage is this guy going to get? And Jalen Richard banged up. Is he sort of going to supplant him as that sort of two-headed monster back there with Jacobs? They got Booker because he kind of runs, not similar, but a little similar to Jacobs. They wanted a guy who could take his place and kind of spell him at times and runs very hard, definitely more of a probably a straight-ahead runner than, than Jacobs is, but done a great job, and obviously it was great for him last week to show the Broncos made a mistake. Uh, Jalen Rashard's got Bruce Sternum, so I, I can't imagine he'll play these tough guy, but I probably think he'll be out this week. They have um, the luxury of having Theo Reddick in the practice squad, so he's a guy you can bring up as a third running back, and as Derek Carr tells us now, he's uh, running back four. So he's pretty proud of his new status. He's running the ball a lot more. And I think that's something John's wanted for the last couple of years. We'll be right back after a quick word from our sponsors. So they get the Chiefs Sunday primetime. It'll be a huge game, biggest game of the year. You can tilt the balance of power in the AFC West just a little bit if you you hand them their second loss. They're 8-1. and one. Raiders have won three in a row coming in. Chiefs, of course, that is their only loss. So this week we got a, a little taste of Andy Reid. I, I couldn't tell if he was joking around or if he was being serious about this John Gruden Raider lap around Arrowhead Stadium. He might have been poking fun at his buddy, or was it was it serious fodder that he really was upset about from the last time they played? My guess is somewhere in the middle. I think he's probably using it to tell his, you know, his players that hey, these guys, you know, they disrespected you, whatever that's worth. But I think he knows John Gruden pretty well. He knows John Gruden gets fired up. So I think the, the the image of John Gruden, you know, taking the bus around the stadium and enjoying it is probably not too, uh, you know, hard for him to believe. So I think he's kind of poking a little bit of fun at John Gruden and maybe also using it as motivation for his players. I don't think it's a big deal. John Gruden said, "You can find a smart Alec bus driver in Kansas City who made some snide comments." When we got on the bus, maybe that's why we drove around the stadiums to tick him off. You know, this is ridiculous. Next question. I totally see John Green doing that. Obviously, it was a huge win for him and his program. He just kind of built up through three years. So I think um, 
he probably enjoyed it for all it was worth. And to him, you know, taking the extra lap around the stadium was probably a nice little touch. Nice little middle finger on the way out of Kansas City for his buddy Andy Reid. One more on the way out. Uh, you know, when we talked before the season, it was sort of, I don't think either of us said it was it was make or break for John Gruden. It was do or die. But this was a season where you needed to see some improvement. Beating the Chiefs in Kansas City is a huge win. I'm wondering, what do you think about their playoff chances? And what do you think about where they are completely as a team right now? I think they're in good shape. I mean, I know there's like nine teams, I think, in the AFC who have six wins or more. So it's definitely tough. But I think this offense is really good. They've done this without, we mentioned, you know, Trent Brown and Richie Incognito and, and Colton Miller the last two games. So obviously they lost Tyrell Williams way back when. So they definitely, they could have been a lot better. They should be a lot better when those guys come back on the O-line. I know they got Brian Edwards back recently also at receiver. So I think Derek Carr definitely looks great in year three with, with, with John Gruden. I think he's running the ball. He's scrambling making plays more out of the pocket, which is something John wanted. I think his confidence is back at an all-time high. I think just, um, again, being able to stand back there with these two new tackles and be able to go through his reads and still improvise, I think is something that's pretty exciting for our Raider fans. Vic Tafer, you can hear him on the State of the Nation podcast here on The Athletic Wall, so keep reading you, man. We appreciate the time today and appreciate all the coverage you've been giving us this season. We'll catch up with you down the road, man. All right, man. Thanks a lot, guys. Great insight from Vic Tafer, and I think most people who watch the NFL would agree that outside of the Miami Dolphins, the Raiders, maybe the biggest surprise at this point through 11 weeks of the NFL season, certainly the biggest game to date this week against the Kansas City Chiefs, and something that they're going to have to keep in mind, Chiefs coming off of a bye, Andy Reid in his career 18-3 and after a bye week, that's always a big note that gets thrown around every year for Andy Reid's teams coming off of the bye. Thank you to Vic. Thank you to Brian. Thank you to you, the listener. We appreciate you tuning in today. If you're enjoying the podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you're listening to us. We appreciate the feedback, and we appreciate you sticking with us throughout the football season. But time to dip back into a little bit more NBA talk. The NBA draft, of course, free agency getting going on Friday. And then we'll get a full slate of NFL games this weekend. Of course, the 49ers on by. So we'll pick up that discussion again next week. Enjoy the rest of the week. We'll talk to you Friday.